Hi, Purple Charmers. Welcome to another episode of the Purple Charm Experience. I'm your host, Chamara E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. On this episode, I'll be reading an excerpt from Chapter 1 of The Violet Rose, and I'll share my thoughts about that chapter. In addition to that, in honor of Sign of the Times re-release, I wanted to share a few connections the Violet Rose has to the album. I'll also share my quote of the day, and I'll close it out with a reading from our story, Summertime Loving. So let's get started. My quote of the day is, when love and skill work together, expect a masterpiece by John Ruskin. I completely agree with this quote today because I know just for myself, when I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I'm doing, I can always expect through that love and passion, coupled with my skill set and my talent, some of the greatest work that I've done has come forth from that and will come forth from that. And so I say to you to also allow those things to work together and you too can expect a masterpiece as a result of that, those two things working together. I wish you well and I hope that this quote adds a little bit of light to your day. Chapter 1 It was the 21st day of April, a marvelous day of epic proportions. The sky was a beautiful shade of lavender as the sun began to slowly peek over the horizon. Overnight, there had been an unexpected snow shower, and although it didn't amount to much of anything, it left a sensation in the air that was calm and peaceful. In the stillness of the morning lay beauty and a crisp feeling of a promise hanging on what was to come. A day like today, typical of springtime weather in Boston. Through the arrival of a new day, a curvy figure appeared as it flowed through the cold like feathers floating on summer's, summer's breeze. Warm and captivating with ease, stirring the calm and whisking through the, snoot, the city streets with urgency to get to a place of spiritual harmony. Sometimes it snows in April, she thought, as the fingertips of the wind whisked playfully through her strands of, through the strands of her loose tresses, and a slight parting of her lips allowed for her body's heat to escape into the morning's breeze. She finally arrived at her destination from the outside. And from the outside, it was a large, inconspicuous brown building with a green sign on the front, located on a street with an alley that looked more like an abandoned warehouse from Janet Jackson's control video. But inside was a different story. She opened the door and stepped inside. This place opened to her this place opened to her sanctuary of peace. It was a, it was bright and full of vibrant, colorful sounds of music playing, 
in the background. And there, off into the distance, was her platform of communication. She felt at home. Today was a new day, better than the day before. For her, it was a day of exhilaration and celebrating life. Her life, because it was her birthday. She had come full circle and was fully realizing her calling. And today was going to be wonderful. Days prior had been a struggle. Maybe even tomorrow, but not today. Today she had made a promise to live in the moment. To live life to the fullest. And the worries of tomorrow didn't exist today. Today was all her own. Her morning affirmation confirmed today was magical. It's snowing in April, for God's sakes. Today is my day of reckoning. And I am walking into this dance studio with the full understanding that I will be great. Since Violet had arrived in Boston four years ago, she'd been taking classes to become a better contemporary dancer. Whenever she entered a dance studio, the outside world became non-existent. There she is. Violet, where have you been? Asked Robin. I hope that I'm not late. No. You have 10 minutes, about 10 minutes to get ready, Robin answered. When Violet had her hair in a bun and was ready, she took to the floor. Violet saw nothing but darkness. And then there was a brief pause in the intake of a cool breath of fresh air. As she released that breath of warmth, she let go. The music entered her soul and her spirit lifted. Each turn was filled with grace and through each movement came power and there was her confidence. Robin looked at Violet and challenged her to be free and to take her audience on a lyrical journey. Violet looked at her audience and playfully gave them her signature charming glance. From the very beginning, her body communicated that she commanded this moment and their attention. But communicated that she, but wasn't that what every great dancer did? Violet's hands extended in front of her, and she swayed into the movement lyrically. Her years of experience showed in her fluidity. The bass and the melody flirted with her desire to take on another persona. This blood budding, excuse me, this budding flower inside of her, the music brought out something deep within her. The part of her that was so true. It was the one place that she could get lost, and in that in it was pure perfection. That place was familiar. As she'd been there before, and she could she could live there forever. Only for a moment in time, and only for the grace of God, might Violet be blessed enough to share her gift with a group of onlookers. Today, I fully realize this gift, and I want to share it with anyone that is willing to pay attention. It is all my own today.
it is all my own, and today is the day I fully own it. Violet smiled wild, wild, widely, excuse me, and gave the audience her all and danced with adrenaline coupled with conviction. Each person in the room was experiencing her private joy, and such a pretty toy it was. As she descended from a natural high, Violet climbed down from the choreographic mountain. She did her best, and when she finished, she was spent. Violet gradually came back to reality, and when she realized where she was, she lifted herself from the floor and looked up, and everyone was standing on their feet and clapping. Violet bowed and left the stage. As soon as she exited stage right, Robin approached her. Oh my God, Violet, you were incredible. This chapter was probably the most powerful, one of the most powerful chapters for me as I wrote. I connected with this chapter because the piece of writing, the part of me writing about her dancing is how I always felt when I was on stage dancing with my my belly dance troupe, my, my friends from North Carolina, um, from Troop Bellissima. And I was able to write about her because, in this way, because I know what it feels like to be in front of a group and to realize that you love something so much that you can let go in that moment and just be one with um, your passion. And so deep down, um, this part of Violet resonates with me. And I wrote from a place of experience to be able to connect to that part of the story. So, um, I hope you enjoyed an excerpt from chapter one and my thoughts on, um, this, I just, you know, I also want to say that, um, I love Violet in this story, this part of the story. I love the introduction of her. Um, I tried to write her in such a way that she seemed very poetic and, and, um, almost musical, um, because I felt it was important that this, 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 um, this story, although, um, you can't hear it, you can feel the vibration of, um, her story start to come into, um, the book. And so I hope that I capture that. I hope that people can understand that when you listen to the soundtrack that I created to go along with this book, I think it allows you to connect a little bit more with it. Um, and you can find that the, the soundtrack on SoundCloud as well. I'll share a link to that. Um, but yeah, I feel like as you start to get through the first chapter, um, you start to realize that she is not supported by her current boyfriend and that they had recently broken up 
and um, her girlfriends are trying to encourage her, you know, to find her way and that she doesn't need him. And um, I end the chapter with um, a little surprise between that comes up that she wasn't expecting. But it's a so I think it's a great opening chapter. Um, it hooked me. Um, as I wrote it, because, um, like I said, I really wanted people to, to get drawn into who Violet was and who Violet is. And, um, part of me being able to do that is tapping into my own experience as a belly dancer and having performed, um, with a troupe, Troop Bellissima of Daliana Dance Studio out of Greensboro, North Carolina, it allowed me to be able to, to make that connection um, and feel, remember some of the emotions and the feelings that I had my first time dancing in front of a crowd. And um, the few times that I've had an opportunity to dance on stage, the adrenaline that I felt and the just the pure rush of being able to do something that I truly enjoy and love and seeing the faces of the people, um, zoning out for a moment, but, and then performing, but then when coming to seeing the faces of the people that I just performed for being delighted by, um, what they had just seen me do. So, um, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the first chapter the excerpt from the first chapter of the violet rose we shall continue um but yeah this this chapter is very close to my heart near and dear to my heart because um it deals with uh some experiences of my own In honor of Sign of the Times, I wanted to talk about a few connections the Violet Rose has to the album. As you may be aware, if you listen to some of the previous episodes, I've briefly mentioned about how my characters connect to um, Sign of the Times as well. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, that one of my main characters, which you'll meet him later, um, Jameson Nathaniel Starks, his name was based on an alias that Prince used to use when he produced music for other artists. And that alias was Jamie Starr. Also, his nickname, from his middle name, Nathaniel, um, for my character in the book, his name, that nickname is Nate. And so when they talk, I often you know, uses, use Jamie's nickname, Jameson's nickname, which is Nate. And I thought it would be cool to play, when I wrote about him, I thought it would be cool to play off of the name from the song, Sign in the Times, when the lyric, when in the lyrics, Prince says, Sign in the Times, mess with your mind, hurry before it's too late, let's fall in love, get married, have have a baby, We'll call him Nate if it's a boy. So that's how I gave Nate his name. 
I thought it would be really cool. And I thought that if people really were Prince fans, they will notice that name. And um, I think whenever I tell this story, people find it really cool. Um, that Jameson's name is based off of Prince's alias and also one of the lyrics from Sign of the Times. Some of the lyrics from Sign of the Times. So that's one. Um, one connection to Sign of the Times. And the second connection that I have is when I initially began writing this story, the title of the book was Strange Relationship. Um, I listened to Sign of the Times album, I think quite, I mean, it was just frequently during the time that I was writing this story. Um, I listened to that song, that particular song, a whole lot. That one in A Beautiful Night just had it on repeat and I wrote the initial uh, uh, chapters and mind mapped those ideas um, based on what I was listening to like I was creating my characters and doing my character development um, all through that portion of the book Um, additionally as in chapter one um, when it's Violet's birthday, I chose April 21st and as a nod to Prince's day of transition, um, as a way to acknowledge and remember him. Um, it's a day of remembrance because every time you read that is, I cannot read it without thinking about the day that he passed. And so when I wrote it, I wanted to acknowledge him, his day of transition, and my love for him, and the fact that it snowed on the day that he transitioned, or snowed during the month of his transition, also included that on that day in the book, um, and and as well as um, stating that sometimes it snows in April, as a uh, also a further nod to one of my favorite movies by him. Under the Cherry Moon, where Prince plays Christopher Tracy and is a hotel pianist that falls in love with a trust fund beauty by the name of Mary Sharon. So these are like a couple connections that the um, book has to not only the sign of the times, but also furthermore, the a few, the uh, album, you know, parade album, as well as the movie Under the Cherry Moon. And um, there's many more, you know, charms like this, purple charms that I call them like this throughout the story. Um, I hope that if you are a Prince fan that you appreciate them or that even though they're in there, if you're not quite a Prince fan, that it doesn't take away from the story for you. But if you notice them, I hope that it makes you smile each time you see them. Hi guys, today my sip comes from Firewater Wines. And I just wanted to give them a quick shout out and um, give them a little praise today because I recently tried their Cabernet Sauvignon um, 2014 set and it was 
beautiful. It's probably one of the first times in a long time that when I opened the bottle, you could smell the berries bursting out of the bottle. That's how flavorful it smelled. And um, it had very low tannins, very low acidity, well balanced. And in my opinion, I would call this, I would say this was a more medium bodied wine. Um, light, maybe light to medium bodied wine. Um, it is, it would be perfect with a steak dinner with potatoes, mashed potatoes or, and asparagus or something to sip, you know, by the fire after dinner. Um, it's really that good. Um, and so I just want to say thank you to them. Um, their customer service was wonderful. I had, um, a couple of, uh, email exchanges with the co-proprietors, um, during this pro during the process of ordering, um, and they were super, super, uh, att- uh, helpful and responsive to my emails. And I just want to say thank you to them because, you know, it's not very often that, uh, we have people who are, uh, you know, aware of the importance of customer service these days and so I truly appreciate them taking good care of me and making sure that um, I receive my my goods um, you know in, in, in perfect order and on time and you, you know and so that was greatly appreciated and so I will be purchasing more wine from them and I encourage you if you are you know a wine connoisseur or interested in, in um, tasting great wines, I highly recommend Firewater Wines because um, they're just a great a great bottle of wine to have in your in your cellar or in your 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 wine collection. Well, guys, we made it to the part of the, the episode where we get to find out a little bit more what's going on in the story, Summertime 11. And so without further ado, let's jump right in. The former lovers met at their favorite restaurant. After catching up, the two sat and enjoyed one another's company. It's amazing how these two get along. Even though Kaya was actually enjoying Kamal, All she could think about was Adonis. She wondered what their next meeting would be like. For a moment, she appeared to see straight through Kamal. Hey. Hey. Excuse me. Kaya. Earth to Kaya. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I mean, Kamal. Okay. Who is he? What are you talking about? Kaya, don't trip. I know you, and I know that look. You're into someone. Kaya couldn't believe how much Kamal knew her and was right on point. Well, I guess you're right. I knew it. So what is he about and who is he? Well, I just met him, and I really like him. I mean... He's a day trader. That's all I know. I think this dude is cool. 
I, I mean, I think if this dude is really cool, you should go for it, you know? Uh, I mean, I plan to, said Kaya. We're good. Kaya wanted, wanted to tell, Kamal wanted to tell Kaya that he still cared for her, but he could see that she was really taken by this new guy. Listen, Kamal, thanks for dinner. But I gotta go. I understand. It was great seeing you, buddy. Yeah, it was cool. I'll talk to you later, okay? Later that evening, Kaya arrived back home and crashed onto the couch, beaming about her meeting with Adonis earlier and was totally intrigued as she looked at his business card. She grabbed her cell phone and dialed. Hello? Adonis? How are you? I couldn't stop thinking about you. Well, guys, that wraps it up for this reading of Summertime Loving. I wonder what's going to happen next. I guess you're going to have to stay tuned, and we'll get into it the next time. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please continue to support by subscribing and also join me each and every time I post a new episode. Not to mention to share it with your friends and family because they also need to enjoy this experience too. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you again and I'll see you next time on the Purple Charm Experience.